Blondes with glasses. They can't sing. Blondes with glasses. Let's do this podcast thing. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Becca. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so angry. Okay. How many days has it been since we've podcasted? Like three, four? Four max, right? Yeah. Okay. Probably. And since then, I've seen four Best Picture nominees, and you've seen, I've seen two, three. three. So, tell tell us all why why you're so angry. <laughs> which, so, which one did you just see? <laughs> okay, so you know how I had watched all of the female friendly movies, yeah, and the only three left I had were Bridge of Spies, The Big Short, and The Revenant. Yes. So I watched it in that order, and. I regret seeing almost every one of them, <laughs> but none so much as what I just saw this morning. And by this morning, I mean all of today, because it's so fucking long, which was The Revenant. Yep. I regret seeing that so much because it, it was a waste of my goddamn time. That movie was two and a half hours, and I feel like nothing happened. It mm. felt boring to me like I thought oh it's gonna be this visceral heart-pounding experience where you're really in it and you're really feeling what he's feeling and the whole time I was like nope I'm over it the whole time (laughs) it was boring 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 punctuated with just gruesome unnecessary disgusting gross out scenes Mm -hmm. and then boring 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 like blood everywhere yeah (laughs) and then that was it and it was like I didn't care about him I didn't care about any of the characters I didn't know why Donald what's it how you pronounce his name (laughs) Donald Donald Gleason did not I don't know why he was there it was just I I hated it I I feel like I have to come clean and say that I tricked you into watching that movie (laughs) like I was Forcing myself to see it anyway. But, yeah, but you're like you were the reason why I saw it today. You know, like, yeah. I quickly. I saw it yesterday, and like just as a precursor to seeing this movie, I've I watched all of Spartacus and all of Hannibal over the past like couple months. Yeah, and so I am not like opposed to watching gore on screen because yeah, you're those, not squeamish. No, those two shows are the goriest you know and so so I went in and I was like all right fine whatever we're gonna watch this movie and I was sitting there and I had my face covered with my scarf for (laughs) 95% of that movie Mm. and it was a combination of I feel cold because this movie is so cold and I god I brought a blanket I'm covering my mouth because otherwise I'll vomit (laughs) (laughs) because I and I was like oh god it was I the whole time I was overthinking it, like, I knew it. I was not enjoying the experience at all because I was thinking, like... How could you? Is this disparaging to Native peoples in any yeah. way? Is this Leonardo DiCaprio's best film? No. Is this... Like, I was just sitting there the whole time, The whole like, time I kept thinking, like, is he... Is this good acting? Is this a good display of his acting? Because right. I want to say for 85 to 90% of the movie, he is making the same face and series of grunts. Yes. Which can work. I mean, yeah. that's I mean, acting too. I mean, that he was in pain for 90% of this movie. <sighs> and then, the you know, two scenes maybe he had where he talked to somebody. Mm-hmm. It was just, and, and, it, yeah. I, I kept coming back to the, like, the same word is just running through my head, like, as a scroll at the bottom of my head when I think about this movie, which is just repulsive. In every way, this movie <laughs> was repulsive. Like, it was repulsive. The story was repulsive. His, like, some of his acting choices were repulsive. The whole Mm -hmm. content of that film was just Mm -hmm. gross. And I, but at the same time, I think the direction on that film and the cinematography on that film were beautiful. But, but at the same time, (laughs) I know too much about the production behind the film. And I know that, like, many many cast and crew members were very uncomfortable with the filming and it it went over budget drastically went over time drastically because of the you know Inaritu's inability to make compromises on this film and does Mm. it is that somebody who should win best director probably not because you're not like 
you can't win an award for being the best when at the same time people are quitting your production because of the way wow, you're running really? your production. Jeez. So, and I, it shows that he didn't cut any of the fat of the movie. I mean, two and a half hours was so was such an unnecessary amount of time. Was it only two movie. and a half hours? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the amount of times I checked my watch during that movie was unbelievable. Wow. And the amount of times I just sort of like... <sighs> Throughout the movie. <laughs> and when it ended, it was like, Tch. that's what I literally, like, the sound that I made. And then Tom Hardy, the entire time, it was a true grit situation in the sense that I did oh. not, I understood every third word he said. Yeah. I just kept thinking, boy, he sounds a lot like Bane. Yeah. <laughs> it was just this, and, and it was, there was something, honestly, I think there was something about the sound design mm. where people's voices were just not clear. Yeah, the sound and, and, Like, at any yeah. point. But on top of his ridiculous accent and, and the way that he spoke. And then it just, any of the dialogue was like, I think there was a point where he told some story and I was, and you, you would think, Oh, this movie doesn't have a lot of talking, but you know, they're sitting by campfire. Tom Hardy is telling some story about something. Mm This will be important and relevant to, we'll learn something about this character. Mm -hmm. No, 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 it was useless, and I understood half of it because it was just like marbles in the mouth. I had the same exact moment with that same exact moment because I was thinking I, I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying, and I thought, "Oh, oh shit, this is always important." And like they do that in Jaws, and they always are like stories about animals. They do it in Jaws. They do it in uh, that James Bond movie where they're talking about the rats that eat other rats and stuff. And there's always these big stories, and they're always like. <laughs> an archetype for the film itself and I was like oh yeah. god I have to focus and I started focusing I was like what animal is he talking about yeah <laughs> oh god oh yeah it was the, it was it was like it was like a squirrel he saw right? god and god was a squirrel and he ate or god. something yeah. and he ate god and I was like okay <sighs> wait what like what is this movie trying to say like does this movie have any sort of point of view does this have any sort of argument to make like mm-hmm. No, it yeah. was it was just the whole time you're thinking like, oh, it's a bunch of fur trappers who are morally, I think quite, like awful. The kind other of the other reason like, I found it super repulsive is because I'm really repulsed by that part of American history, specifically yeah. white men American history, and mm-hmm. the fact that we are still making movies about these like we can debate for hours if this is like a white savior movie or not. And we should, because it's worth debating. But at the same time, it's like, I've seen it enough. I've seen Dances with Wolves. I've seen all of these, like, The Last Samurai. We don't need any more of these super Hollywood heartthrob, you know, now aging men doing these Mm -hmm. roles. Like, I think we filled our quota. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're going to tell a story about that time and about the atrocities that were what white people were doing... Mm -hmm at least have the decency to tell it from a Native American's perspective starring a Native American actor. I'm not not talking about Daniel Day-Lewis in Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm saying, you know, tell this story, a, a story that needs to be told. This story, I kept thinking the whole time, this does not need to be told. Mm. This story is not worth anyone's time. <laughs> it's not interesting. Yes, he got mauled by a bear and he survived. Big deal. <laughs> like, honestly, unless we didn't get anything out of that. Yeah. There was no payoff. I kept thinking, I really, like, I really kept thinking the entire movie, I really wish the story was that he died and mm-hmm. his son was the one that had to go on this revenge quest. Exactly. Because that Love it. would have been a much more interesting mm-hmm. movie. Because, let's face it, there's no way he survived in real life. That entire bear attack, that entire, like, crawling along the frozen ground into, a, mm-hmm. like, frozen river for an hour. He did not survive mm-hmm. that. Riding a horse off a cliff. <laughs> you know. Stop. Oh, my God. It's so repulsive. Oh, yeah. God. That was a real horse. And how interesting <laughs> would it have been if it was the son story? And exactly. if it was him coming across, because part of it was coming across these different groups of people who had different, who were different ethnic groups and different, you know, mm-hmm. the, the French fur trappers and the, and the Pawnee versus like the Sioux and stuff like that. And how interesting would it have been if this boy was forced to navigate these different groups of people by saying, oh, it's okay, I'm Pawnee, but also it's okay, I'm half white, Mm -hmm. or, you know, like that sort of thing, and and sort of using his (sighs) his in-betweenness, 
to yeah. to get through. What an inter- what a much more interesting story already. Then. Yes, already. <laughs> oh God, it's so true. And like, oh my God. But I, I like I'm so conflicted because at the same time, like there are these little glimmers in it that I. I thought were good, but th- there's no way that that offsets everything else that I hated about it. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to say, I, when I was on the bus coming home today, I read, I found um, two different articles on the same website. There, it's from Indian County Today Media Network.com, which is like, wow, needs long, to, needs to long be, website title. <laughs> needs to be short for sure. But there's two different articles, and one is, they're both written by, people that are identify as uh, Native American and yeah. they one says it's still a white savior movie forget about mm. this garbage and the other one's like this is a great movie and they both explain their opinions really mm. well and I and I just thought like I can see both of these points yeah and I think I think it was pro- both it was both like it has it's not a terrible like, we are shitting on it a lot, but it's not a terrible movie. It has its moments. Yeah. But I think, overall, we expect better from a Best Picture nominee. Yeah. You know? That's how and I it was, feel about it. I think it was sort of the nail in the coffin before the movie even started, was the guy who ripped my ticket uh-huh. was a little bit crazy. And he, he rips the ticket, he goes, oh, The Revenant, uh, that's oh, down this theater and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, oh, Best Picture nominee, it's got uh, 12, 12 Oscar nominations. It's the front runner. Oh, God. And I, like, <laughs> rolled my eyes when he said it was the front runner. Because I, and I hadn't even seen it yet. I was already <laughs> like, ugh, that's the front runner? Uh, Come on, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I will be so upset if this wins because I have now for the first time in my life I have seen every single one of the best picture nominees and I can unequivocally I can state which one should win yes without a doubt in my mind I know which one should win yeah and it seems very obvious and it is not the revenant (laughs) (laughs) honestly I could probably rank them in order of which one is the best and Uh which one comes after that and then which one is the worst there you go well, so I saw two movies today that were not The Revenant, and I had a great day. <laughs> um, I saw, first thing first, I saw Carol, and it was an oh. audience of, like, five of us, I think. And I have one question for you, which is, actually, well, I have a couple of questions, but my biggest question is, at what point in the movie do you think that woman turned to her husband and said, Harold, they're lesbians? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I was trying to think about it, and I couldn't quite, like, place when it was. <laughs> yeah. I think it must have been when she was at her house for Christmas, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it must have been when, like, they were, like, sitting at the piano or something. And yeah. I, think, I feel like she, like, touched her shoulder or yeah. something. I have to say, I if I saw Carol in a glass box... And, like, sorry, I'm trying to say, if, if I saw this movie without outsider people telling me how they felt about this movie, I would probably not like this movie as much as everybody else. Mm. I think it was, I don't know, I just, there was something about it that I went in thinking, like, oh my god, this is gonna be the Brokeback Mountain of Lesbians, this <laughs> is gonna be amazing, and the acting was great. Yeah. Okay, it was, there were a lot of stellar moments in that movie. And I loved it. Like great story, everything, the costuming, everything's great. But when I was leaving, I was like, boy, that made me really want to see Brooklyn again. <laughs> because <laughs> It was like the same time period sort of. And it was, you know, I, I don't know. I was just like, if I'm going to see a period piece, I think I'd rather see Brooklyn. <laughs> huh. um, but I, I don't know. I think it was just not quite, I think my bar was set too high going into it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Also, there was a lot of glass in that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Like, every single scene was shot through a car window, or the window on the street, or whatever. It was, like, a lot of glass. Yeah. So, but the other movie I saw was Room, which, Mm -hmm. boy oh boy, did I love Room. Oh my god, I loved it so much. Oh, I cried a little bit. It was great. It was actually... cried a little bit? A little bit. I, like, wept. Well, see, here's the problem. Again, okay, I had seen another movie in, like, basically the same theater an hour beforehand, and they had a trailer for Room before Carol. Yeah. And so I had just seen the trailer going in to see Room. Mm -hmm. And 
having just seen the trailer, I already was sort of like, well, I get out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I, and I, so I felt like I definitely had those moments where I was like, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it and everything. But there was something about how like the way that trailer was crafted was a little, was not the way I would have made it. Hmm. Because I don't know. It just, there was just something about how they could have remade that trailer and completely left out the part about them getting out of the room. And yeah. you, and you would have, the whole second half of that movie could have been a complete wonder to you. I don't know. I think it was just like my own fault for seeing them in the, the, the same day. The, the teaser for it was like that, where it was like, it was them in the room and she was just talking about, she was like, you're going to love it out there. Right. And he was mm-hmm. like, where? The world. And then it was like, room. Yeah. Come see this. And in, if that's all you saw, then going into it, you were like, God, I don't know if they're going to get out. But yeah, once you see the the full trailer and then even when like Brie Larson is nominated and stuff, they do scenes from later in the movie where she's like with her parents and stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I I think she definitely was a Oh gosh, it's so hard to compare sometimes, <laughs> but I would I would put her as best actress over Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I probably would too. Yep. Um yeah, so what What else? You saw the big short. I saw the trailer for that twice today, and both times oh. I was like, ugh. <laughs> uh, Adam McKay was nominated for directing for that movie, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. The directing really bothered me. I mean, it was, it, they tra- <sighs> honestly, I thought the big short could have been a really great documentary. Yes. Like, I think... And with that innovative directing style or whatever, it just didn't fit, like, for for what the movie was. Like, they kept turning to camera to explain these, like, financial concepts. And then they were like, the first thing they did, because they did this a couple times throughout the movie, where they're like, and now, Margot Robbie in a bubble bath to explain it to you. And I was like, who's that for? Like, who do you, so, like, immediately, it, it just put me, it really was off to me because it was like that was the first time because they did it a couple times where it was like here's a celebrity to explain this to you Mm -hmm. and that was the first one so it sort of set the tone like this movie is for straight dudes but it's but it's about the financial crisis (laughs) like it's it's not like a dude bro movie but they made it like that's how they set the tone at the very Mm -hmm. beginning of the movie it's like here like you need something pretty and presumably naked to distract you right. while while she tells you like Game of Thrones where they you know they're they're sex in a whorehouse yeah yeah sex position and and it was like it just felt like who who's who do you think your audience is you know mm-hmm. like and it just would have been so much more interesting and and like informative as a documentary where they use like actual visual aids <laughs> to mm-hmm. describe things because I don't know that it really cleared things up that well. Like, I learned more about the financial crisis, but I could have learned a lot more, and I could have felt like I got a much better grip of it if it was just a documentary. A documentary right. You know? <sighs> I just well, don't know that it needed those performances. And there was... there, Yeah, it was just not necessary. Mm. It was... Yeah. Like, it was necessary to learn about the fraud and the <laughs> the ridiculousness that blew up the world economy. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a good story to tell. But it was infuriating because the people you were following were people who, just in 2005, discovered that the entire economy was a time bomb. And instead of notifying the authorities, they they said, oh, how can I profit from this? Right. And And then it was like different groups of people figuring it out and saying, how can I make more money? Mm -hmm. How can I make more money? And then at the end of the goddamn movie, they had these little title cards about like where they are now. And the guy who in 2005 discovered the whole thing, Uh they said he contacted the U.S. government to see if they wanted to interview him about how he knew the economy was going to collapse. They never returned his calls. And I was like... (laughs) Fuck you, bro. <laughs> like, you contacted the, the government after? No. <laughs> Fuck you. You don't get brownie points for saying, don't you want to know how I called it? Don't you want to know? Like, if you said something, maybe we wouldn't be fucked like this. Like, mm. oh my God. Like, it was literally, and at the end, it was like, 
Six million people lost their homes. This guy, oh, God, I just want to, I want to punch him in the face. I want to punch them all in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, start punching, because that's a lot of people to punch, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so we're sort of doing a wrap-up of Oscar nominees in preparation for Oscar season, and I think we have one more to talk about. Is that right? Well, Bridge of Spies, but we haven't really talked about Brooklyn. We talked about Mad Max a long time ago. Yeah, we did. Martian. We haven't really talked about The Martian either. Oh, boy. All these other ones I forgot. Okay, well, I love Brooklyn. 100% love recommend. (laughs) Love Brooklyn. That is a fantastic movie. So good. Um, It's probably number two for me, Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, Bridge of Spies I saw. Thank God I didn't pay money for that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pay money for that, people. Uh. That's... That's a hot tip for me. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see it. Uh, but that's because I'm already on record saying how much I love Mark Rylance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that he does much in this movie. He's nominated for Best Supporting Actor, isn't he? Right. I can't figure that out because he's not in that much of the movie. And when he is, he's just doing sort of one thing. Okay. But, uh, don't, you know, maybe you'll see more in it than I Don't ruin it for me. See. No. But just... For a supposed spy movie, mm-hmm. to me, there was no tension. Mm. I, I was never really that worried about any of the characters. Like, Tom Hanks at one point is in East Berlin, and you'd think, like, oh, I, I was, you know, my heart was in my throat the whole time. I was so worried about him, and I, I wasn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just seemed, I don't know, it seemed sort of dumb, and it seemed like, it seemed lazy, honestly. It seemed like this sort of, it just seemed dated and old. It seemed like it was from, like, the 80s or 90s, mm-hmm. where it was yeah, like... Yeah, I got that just from it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just thought of something about The Martian. You saw The Martian, right? Yes, you've seen yeah. all of them now. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, wanted to ta- I wanted to talk about The Martian and The Revenant at the same time, because I think they are the same movie when we boil it down. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. And I want to say... Yeah, Left for Dead. Interesting. As, okay. <laughs> while I was watching The Revenant, I thought to myself, I will never, ever watch this movie again. But mm-hmm. while I was watching The Martian, I was like, I could watch this again, and I probably Definitely. will, because... Yeah, my I can see myself watching The Martian again. Loves that movie and that book, and I was like, "This will be in my life definitely." <laughs> so, yeah, and it was good, and it had it had so much to it. Like, like, mm, gosh, when it's one person on a quest like that, there are so it's it can be really hard to keep the tension going. And I think The Martian mm-hmm. did really well in both the book and the movie format, which is by having it as a log. You know, you mm-hmm. he is physically talking to somebody. It eliminates the whole, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio growling, which is yeah. why, like, I understand why he's probably going to get the Oscar for Best Actor. But at the same time, I think Matt Damon had the same role and executed mm-hmm. it better. And it's... Slight... And he had to do a lot more. Comedy can be a lot harder to pull off. Yes. And, and he, like... He, he, it was the, he ran the gamut from... from cracking jokes to being completely emaciated and like ready to die sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. I yeah, I just think The Martian was executed much better and I think a par- like a huge part of it is just the screenplay itself. Yeah. Unlike the screenplay for The Revenant, I assume, which is probably just a lot of him grunting in, in grunting <laughs> in like glass grunts in italicized over the course yeah. of like 30 pages. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Oh god. Yeah. It's just um, gross. What else? God, that movie was gross. Any other ones? Is that all of them? Um just Mad Max is the only one left. Oh, well, we know how much we love Mad Max. I To me, that is the clear winner. While we're talking about Mad Max, I wanted to give a special shout out to the Critics' Choice Awards, which just happened last week, mm-hmm. because they did what we were complaining about in the last podcast, which was that the categories in the Oscars are dumb most of the time, mm-hmm. because they're comparing apples and oranges. And the Critics' Choice Awards, I didn't realize until today I was looking them up, they are A++, like, (laughs) so much better organized than the Oscars, because they have Best Actor, which was Leo, Best Actress, Brie, you know, but they also have Best Acting Ensemble, which went to Spotlight. They have Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. the other ones, like, visual effects and everything, but they also have Best Actor in an Action Movie, which went to Tom Hardy for Mad Max, or Best Actress in an Action Movie, 
Charlize for Mad Max. Amazing. Best comedy, which was the big short for some reason. <laughs> Best actor in a comedy. That was not a funny movie. Best actor in a comedy was Christian Bale for the big short. And no, no. <laughs> actress- no, no. <laughs> I, I object. Your honor. That is offensive to me. That is offensive. Uh, and best actress in the comedy was Amy Schumer, who won over Melissa McCarthy. And again, I read that happening over and over again. And I'm like, why, 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 why? Yeah. <laughs> because I did not like Trainer. <laughs> uh, and oh, also, they got it right because best song was See You Again from Furious 7. <laughs> okay. So yeah. there you go. Um, I completely disagree with The Big Short and Christian Bale. Yeah. As, oh, Let me just see who was nominated comedy. besides him. King of comedy, uh, Christian Bale. My God. Best actor in a comedy was also Steve Carell for The Big Short, Robert De Niro for The Intern, <sighs> Bill Hader for Trainwreck, and Jason Statham for Spy. Jason Statham was funnier <laughs> than all of those guys also, combined. Also, in Best Actress in a Comedy, they were up against Lily Tomlin for Grandma, which was a movie we both loved. Fuck you, award. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I didn't think I could get so upset, but now that I feel like I have some sort of semblance of authority on this because I've actually seen them all for uh-huh. the first time, yep. I am rightfully angry. Because before it was like, I heard that wasn't so great, so I'm, I'm kind of upset about it, but I didn't see it, so I can't really say for sure. Mm-hmm. Now I've seen it, and I want to punch everyone in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also have Best Young Actor or Actress, which went to Jacob Tremblay for Room. I saw his speech. So cute. Was oh my god, I died. Oh my god, so cute. <laughs> He's so uh, tiny. So I think we sh- the takeaway is definitely fuck awards. <laughs> yeah. But this is, yeah. this is leading into our larger conversation. Unfortunately, we've talked for almost... Half an hour about this, <laughs> but we have a lot of feelings, obviously. But yeah, we wanted to talk about. I watched Spotlight this weekend at yes. your request because it's not mm-hmm. out in Ireland yet, and I was like, "All right, I'll do it. I'll be <laughs> illegal for you," yeah. because you really wanted to talk about Spotlight, and I yeah. see why. Because as soon as I was done watching it, I was like, "Best picture, mm. hands down." I was like, "Like I love Mad Max. Really? I love Mad Max. That's your number one. Well, Spotlight." If I am picking an Oscar Best Picture, I would pick Spotlight. And I have, like, a lot of reasons, because I was thinking about, like, what do I want in an Oscar winner? Yeah. And I was thinking, like, these. I have four things, I think, that I want. Mm-hmm. The first thing is story. The story yeah. has to be perfect. And, like, so that, I would put, from the, mm-hmm. the pool of ones that they have, I would say Room, Spotlight, Mad Max, and Brooklyn. Brooklyn are the ones that I would say story that they have. Yeah. That. Also new faces, because I think it's important to not just have Leonardo DiCaprio in every Oscar <laughs> nominee. So yeah, spotlight does that. Cause they have Brian Darcy James in it. Who's a Broadway guy. And it's great to see him as like a major cast member of best picture nominee. And you know, was he? He was one of the four in the Spotlight team. The one you didn't know. Oh, it was the one I didn't know, but there was literally Stanley Tucci. I know. <laughs> what, what's his name? Birdman. Keaton. Michael Keaton, like, yeah. Literally every other John member Slattery. of that cast was a I know. well-known, award-winning actor. I know, but they had they had a Broadway guy. <laughs> and so one new face. They had a Broadway one. guy who was in Hamilton, so I'm happy. <laughs> um but again, like, Brooklyn had some new faces in it. And Mad Max had a bunch of new faces. Yes, and so did Room. And, I, you know, that, mm-hmm. I'm there for that. And then also, no hammy acting for the clip package at the Oscars. Mm. Which, again, all of those movies had. Like, when you think about, you see an Oscar nominee and you think, what clip are they going to pick? There are some, like, Bridge mm-hmm. of Spies. I'm sure when you're watching that, you know exactly what clip they would pick if Tom Hanks were nominated for Best Actor. Yeah. You know, because they always have those moments where it's like the speech, the speech in front of the in front of the jury or whatever it is, you know, a passionate plea to my wife, whatever it is. Like, there's always that moment where you're like, well, this will be the Oscar clip. And there were mm-hmm. I love when there are movies where there's so many moments that you could never pick. It would be so hard mm-hmm. to pick a moment from room. Yeah. As a clip, because the whole thing was so heartfelt and so emotional. Same, same thing with Brooklyn. And. I just think, okay, the other thing, this is the reason Spotlight is number one on my list. It's because 
especially after last year's Oscars, when there were so many inspired by true events, based on mm-hmm. real life, all of those garbage attempts at, like, trying to emulate a real story. When people are like, well, that's not really, like, how it happened. Like, even with Selma, which people said was, you know, pretty accurate, they had a lot of controversy around Linda B. Johnson's character in that movie. And mm-hmm. and so, like, you are walking a very fine line when you're doing an inspired by true events story. And I thought Spotlight did so well. And I also, you know, this comes afterwards when re- you read the IMDb page and you see them actually, like, being dedicated to having the people from Spotlight involved in the production and mm-hmm. on set almost every day. And, you know, the actors are actually talking with their the people they're playing. And I think they did such a good job. And, oh, God, I just, like, the end of that movie with when they have all the title cards at the end, which is, this is the same thing they said on Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is that... That movie could have ended with that title card saying they won the Polar Surprise for writing this. And they they didn't have to say it because it spoke for itself. Like, they they changed the world with this. Mm -hmm. I... Yeah. That's why I would have that as Oscar Best Picture. For me, when I think of what makes the best picture, it has to be the complete package. It has to be the, the best directing, the best cinematography, the best acting... The best score, the best story, the wow. best script, you know, sort of thing. Like, or at least has to have all, it has to be good at all of those things. It has to be better than average at all of those things. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the directing or cinematography of Spotlight was really much to write home about. Mm. And I thought visually Mad Max, on top of good acting, good story, good script, it visually was like stunning. That's true. So I just think that sort of tipped it over the top for me. It, it, as it was a complete package of a, of a film. It had, it had everything going right for it. That's true. And actually, you're sort of swaying me now that I think about it. Because, mm-hmm. well, okay. Also, it was the story of... I, I think on top of that, I think another really important thing for, for me is uh, how were the women represented? How many, how many women... Mm. Is it about the women? Are they driving the story? You know, I think that puts it over the top for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I saw Mad Max now, I would feel very differently about my how I feel about the Oscar picks. But knowing the... I think part of it is also knowing the Oscar... Who, like, who picks the Oscars. I know they mm-hmm. that Mad Max got nominated as, like, a nicety sort of thing like it's it's not going to win realistically although when I saw it in theaters with you and my dad the first time I was like this is the best movie that's ever been made and I'm like I'll stand by that that's the best movie that's ever been made yeah (laughs) but it's not the best picture at the Oscars you know and there's just it's Hmm. unfortunately very sad because the Oscars should reflect what you know what a lot of people say which is Mad Max was like completely changed the idea of of an action movie like that movie mm-hmm. completely changed the face of action movies yeah and it's ushered in this whole sort of conversation about like oh the force awakens who's the main character in that not kylo mm-hmm. ren like <laughs> yeah so so you know it really does stand up over time but mm-hmm. the oscars being the oscars i will say spotlight is my pick okay yeah I, yeah, I'm not entirely convinced that Mad Max will win. I don't think it will. I think this goddamn Revenant might. But <laughs> my I... pick is, is Mad Max. I think that is number one for me. Brooklyn is number two. Spotlight is number three. Yeah. I think if I... I would almost go with the Critics' Choice Awards as my, as my ballot. Because they had Spotlight as Best Picture, Leo as Best Actor. Because, let's face it, he's not up against a lot of good like, other people that can compete with that role this year, with the exception mm-hmm. of Matt Damon. Um, mm-hmm. Brie Larson for Room, and then the questionable one, which because I haven't seen Creed yet, but Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. And then they have director is George Miller for Mad Max. Yeah. 100% agree. And best editing was his wife. Editing was his wife, yeah. yeah. Margaret I, Sixel. And so, and then... I cin- really hope she wins. Cinematography was also The Revenant, which I would give them that as well, I think, because, mm-hmm. you know, that... 
that did stand I would give it to me. Mad Max. <laughs> I think it's because I have a lot more goodwill towards Mad Max. So the idea of like rewarding the Revenant for anything, right? For I just don't like the idea of rewarding that kind of behavior. You know, like I just I'm upset that I that it was nominated on the those kinds of movies are continued to be rewarded for for being yeah. for doing that, and I think they don't deserve it. They're not. There's just not enough there. You know? I I agree. I I agree. Like. And I think we reached the peak sameness level last year, which was all of the nominees were the same. I did, mm-hmm. in the end, really, and yeah, I can't even remember them now. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a sea of like nineteen fifties era mm-hmm. things that happened to British Bio men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I remember from last year mm-hmm. and boyhood. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I didn't, and like. I never finished watching that list of movies because yeah. I never cared about yeah. the imitation game or theory of everything. Yeah. Like I just, I couldn't bring myself to care. And then this year, because the first five I saw, I loved it, every one of them. And I had an emotional reaction to every single one of them. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well, this is a good year. Let's finish it out <laughs> with these three duds. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit of a bummer. Uh, well, I told you this before we started, but I do want to tell the listeners I am loading Concussion right now. So I'm going to watch mm-hmm. Concussion after we're done recording because I saw the trailer twice today when I was in the theater at both times. It was like I saw the trailer for The Big Short and Concussion and this new movie coming out with um, Michael Caine. And both times the trailer for Concussion happened, I was like, I need to see this movie. <laughs> it looks so good. Yeah, and, it looks so interesting and timely. Yeah. And you'll have to tell me if Will Smith was really snubbed. I will let you know. Because also, Gugu Mbatha-Raw is in it, which I did not yeah. know. So I am I was, like, so excited. <laughs> I'm very, <laughs> very excited. Um, what yeah. were my... Oh, I had one last point about Carol that I wanted to talk to you about, which is... I would love to do almost an entire episode about Carol. Well, I haven't read based any... Based on... Because I, I read, like, six articles. I know. You you sent me so much homework. Incredible. You sent me so much homework for Carol, and I was not allowed to Two read it. Two articles. <laughs> one of them you were supposed to read. I didn't way. read it because I was going to see it today. So <laughs> I, I, have, I have two articles to read, and so we should wait until after I do my homework, but... I did want to say, okay, I have two things I want to say about Carol. One is, it was produced by the Weinstein brothers, which made okay. me very surprised because they usually rule the roost at the Oscars. And I, when I saw their names at the beginning of the credits, I was like, huh, because mm-hmm. I, I thought they would have had more sway. There was literally no reason why Carol shouldn't have been nominated for Best Picture other than it dismisses men completely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and I think I've read some amazing. I'm gonna send all of them to you. Oh God, <laughs> so much homework. It's gonna be fun. It doesn't take that long to read, and they're fascinating. Mm-hmm. But it's like it, there's there's like a half dozen articles on these pretty big websites that are like why Carol was snubbed and why, mm. and specifically like why certain like why as a gay movie it was not rewarded by the Oscars, mm-hmm. and a lot of that reasoning was because they didn't die at the end. They didn't. No one slept with a man. No one died mm. at the end. Yeah. And if you're not punished for your gayness, if you don't, if, if straight people don't learn a lesson about humanity to, and being human and like gays are human like us, <laughs> instead of just being a story about human beings where it's not a lesson to straight people mm-hmm. and it's not, and you're not punished for being gay, then, you know, and on top of that, it dismisses men and like mm. men are not are, are laughed at in the movie. Not only are they not a part of the movie in any real significant way other than her husband being a nuisance, mm-hmm. like, it's, just, it's like never comes up. Whereas the kids are all right, which was nominated, which was not a great movie. Nope. <laughs> Sleep, the whole premise is he, she sleeps with a man. Yeah. And it's about him. He's the audience surrogate. Oh, you know, so Brokeback true. Mountain, one of them dies, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't remind me. <laughs> the few... The few movies that have had queer content in them mm-hmm. are tragic and horrible. Those are the ones that got get nominated. The Imitation the, Game from last year. Yeah. Like, just, if you name anyone, like, even ones that are just little side plots, like The Hours and stuff like that. Oh, God, where The Hours. Where she kills oh. herself at the end. <laughs> you know, like, 
those get nominated, mm-hmm. you know, and and something like Carol, people don't. It's like those those white sixty three year old men. Yep. who are in the Academy, they don't know what to do with a movie that has nothing to do with them and wants nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. It is hilarious to think about that room of... Or, like, they're not even all in a room. They're in their own right. homes <laughs> watching those screeners. And compare the, that audience watching that film to the audience at, like, what was it? Cannes Film Festival, where they got a standing ovation for mm-hmm. Carol. And I was like, yeah, I, how did they get from that to not a Best Picture nominee... And also, yeah. I'm just still so mad because there are still spots left in yeah. the Best Picture nominee category. Like, And, and that Bridge of Spies and The Big Short are taking up, and The Revenant, honestly, are taking up <laughs> those spots when we could have Inside Out, we could have Carol, and we could have... Uh, we're missing... I know, I know there was another one that I was, like, advocating for. Trainwreck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, which ones? You said Inside Out, Carol. Inside Out, Carol. Ooh, what else? What else have we seen? Oh, like Straight Outta Compton or Creed or oh, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, very well-reviewed movies. I like know. Straight Outta Compton. By tonight. Really well-reviewed. By tonight, I'm going to text you saying, Concussion should have been nominated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you that text. I can already feel it. Based, okay. based on my feeling of the trailer, I'm excited. So. <laughs> trailers can be very misleading, though. That's Honestly, true. Honestly, I've seen some amazing trailers for shit movies. Yes. Well, we should actually have a discussion about trailers, because I, <laughs> I also today, when I was at the movies, I saw the trailer for Spotlight both times, and I, mm-hmm. I both times I was like, this is the best trailer of the year. Like, if there were an Oscar ceremony for trailers, which I'm sure there is, that should get the Oscar, because that trailer is so good. <laughs> I don't know that I've seen the trailer for Spotlight. Well, YouTube that shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. Can we... We've gotten to the point in our discussion where we're 40 minutes in and we haven't gotten to the main part. <laughs> I know. I think we should do a separate one, actually. I yeah, think I was this... about to say. Yeah. So, let's go down the list and just say yay or nay for all of the Best Picture nominees. If, okay. if we recommend, we we have to do two thumbs up. We each get a thumb. Do we recommend the, this movie to the audience at home, okay. listening at home? Let me get the list out and we'll just go down it one by one. Okay. Okay, The Big Short. I'm going to say no, just based on your opinion of it. <laughs> yeah, like, if it's on Netflix, eventually, mm-hmm. okay. check it out if you want to learn more. If you want to become infuriated about the financial crisis. Okay. Like, it's slight, slightly informative. So, mm-hmm. okay. W- wait for it to become on. Wait for DVD. Okay, red box yeah. it. All right. What's next? No, don't spend. Don't spend. Don't spend money. Wait for it to be on Netflix. Netflix. It. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Like I'll let you know if you should rent it on DVD. Okay. Like, that's I'm a, sorry. That's a step above. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Okay. Next one is Bridge of Spies. I'm gonna say rent that because I'm gonna say don't bother. Oh God. Okay. Because Mark <laughs> Rylance is a treasure and everybody should love him as much as I do. But you haven't seen it. But I haven't seen it. Okay, okay. I'm going to take it back. Skip it or whatever Becca says, but... No, no. <laughs> you... <laughs> but instead, go find his performance of Twelfth Night from the Shakespeare's Globe, which they recorded okay. for DVD, where he plays Amanda Bynes' character. <laughs> what? So you know how... A man she, plays it? She, she's the man is yeah. Viola. So... Yeah. It, he plays Viola? He plays Viola, yeah. He plays a woman pretending to be a man. Yes. Interesting. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No. He doesn't play Viola. <laughs> Samuel Barnett yeah. plays Viola. Also a man. It's, oh. it's an all-male production. Stephen Fry is in it. Samuel uh. Barnett's in it. But who did... Oh, Olivia. They have the same name. Why would they just... Okay. He, he Isn't this what I saw you and your dad watching when I came into your house one day? Yes. Okay. It's so good. <laughs> okay, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. So, Shannon wants you to watch a different movie instead of Bridge of Spies. And yeah. by movie, she means theatrical production. Yeah. Okay, it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn, two thumbs up from both two of us. Two thumbs up. Four thumbs up. Four thumbs up. Mad um, Max, four oh. th- thumbs up. Eight, eight thumbs up. <laughs> eight thumbs up is number one. The Martian, of course. Yes. Yeah. Funny. I feel like we've been pretty obvious. Funny, dramatic, so good. Worth seeing on the big screen if you can still see it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Worth it. But I think, yeah, I think but also you can see that on, on a small screen. I think they'll be playing that on TBS very soon. Not, yeah. not very soon, but that'll be a TBS movie in the future. <laughs> TBS, very funny. Okay. The Revenant. 
no. No. If I could skip er- it. If I could erase it from my mind permanently, I would. I was thinking about this on my drive home because I went out of my way to go see it in a theater that had recliners and I had a blanket because I knew I'd be cold watching the movie. Mm-hmm. So I snuggled up and that whole thing about getting, like, if I was not in a recliner the whole time, I'd be so angry because I'd be so uncomfortable for so long. Mm-hmm. But sitting there, it was like, I wanted to take a nap. Like, I wanted, I like, it felt like when I walked out, like I had just taken a really bad nap. Oh. And it was just <laughs> a bad dream that I had mm-hmm. that was just weird and dumb. And I just took a nap in the middle of the day is what it felt like. Yeah. I was it was so boring. <laughs> if you want to watch something gory, go watch Hannibal instead. It's sure. better executed. There are better gory movies. There are. If you want to watch something gory, go on YouTube and like a how-to video on on butchering a cow or something. <laughs> like I, you would probably get more out of that because at least it would be informative. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everybody that in that in that movie has been in a better movie. Go watch that movie instead. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch Tom Hardy and Mad Max Fury Road. Exactly. To understand oh, what he perfect. says. <laughs> that was perfect. That is exactly what I needed. Thank you. Okay. Uh, uh, room. Two thumbs up. Sorry. I can't, ju- I just cannot believe that's the same person. I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He's such a better actor in Mad Max. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yes. Room. Go see it. If yeah. You- if it's still in theaters in America, go see it in theaters. It's good. Mm-hmm. You'll cry. Yeah. Yep. And then Spotlight. I don't think you need to see it in theaters, but I no. think everybody needs to see it. I think, yeah, go see that movie as soon as you can. If you want to see it in theaters, if you've got a nice nice theater near you and it's, you know, Bargain Tuesday or whatever, mm-hmm. go check it out because I, I, sooner rather than later, honestly, I think it's a really great movie. Yeah. it's But if um, you don't feel like paying for a a ticket, you know, doesn't need to be on a huge screen. Yeah. Unlike The Big Short, you get a lot out of it. Is <laughs> is that what I'm getting yes. from you? It's yes. It's very informative. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, other than these recommendations, do you have a recommendation for me? Yikes. Um. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, uh, God. I don't know. Oh. God, I have, like, a list. I should just do all Really? My, yeah. Um, I totally forgot. Um, I feel like a new show came out and I watched... Oh, Angie Tribeca. Angie Tribeca. That's what I'll recommend to the audience. We have not finished it yet here in Ireland. Okay. Well, I'll recommend this to the audience because it's amazing. So, TBS put out all ten episodes of Angie Tribeca all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I just watched it on demand. um, And... On my computer and it's amazing and I watched it all in one sitting because <laughs> it was like three and a half hours and the whole thing was done mm-hmm. and it was amazing and it's basically like airplane or the naked gun in the sense that it's like everyone in, in it doesn't know they're in a comedy right but it's hilarious you know it's also like a, there's a lot like a touch of cloth Yes, yeah. It's a parody of all those cop shows. Yeah. And just, like, each episode, you're like, oh, this is, like, all those episodes (laughs) that they do, except it's, like, a ridiculous, a ridiculous version of, like, just to give you a little insight into it, like, there is a dog who is a cop in the the show, (laughs) and they never address the fact that it is a dog. It's, like... That everyone, it's like they don't know that the the, the cop <laughs> is a dog. <laughs> uh, I love it. Oh yeah. my god! It, yeah, I do love it a lot. I love the. There's a ferret episode, which turns into mm-hmm. a send up of Casino Royale, the James Bond movie. And I was like, yeah. I was sitting there last night watching that episode, and I turned to Mo and I was like, this episode was made for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. It's so good. There, at one point, Cecily Strong is only in one scene, oh, and I spit out my water that I was drinking when I saw oh, her she was so doing funny. what she was doing. Oh my god. Yes. It was so funny to me. I would recommend I that. I lost yes. it. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, okay, my recommendation for you is also something you could watch it in a full sitting if you'd like. I don't okay. I don't know if you've started it or not because I definitely texted you about it. It's on Netflix. It's Degrassi Next Class. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I grew up watching Degrassi in high school. I love Degrassi. I was so sad last year when I heard it was being canceled or whatever. And then 
like a god. <laughs> Netflix came down and picked it up out of the ashes. <laughs> and so they're rebooting it for Netflix, and it's called Degrassi First Class. Next Class. Degrassi <laughs> First Next Class. And uh, I watched the entire series. They're, they shortened the episodes so they're only 30 minutes, which is a great choice. Uh, or they're only 20 minutes, actually. But it's great because they always had like A, B, C plots in the mm-hmm. episodes and you never needed the C plot. They were always kind of dumb. And with this, it's just A, B plot. It's perfect. Oh, okay. And I watched the whole season and I thought, oh, they just got all new people. You know, they're all new kids. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. I was on IMDb and I realized like some of the kids were in, were down as being in like 66 episodes. And I mm-hmm. realized these some of these kids were in the previous season or two mm-hmm. that when it was on TV. And so now I realize I have to go back and watch some of it. <laughs> no, oh, but really boy. it's like a, like I watched it on the weekend when I was sort of puttering around doing chores and stuff. And it's, it's exactly like you remember Degrassi. It's, okay. And I just, there's a great lesbian subplot this season. There's, uh, I don't know. There's always these great subplots. And there was one about like female masturbation. And I was just like, oh my gosh. I, Love the show as a resource <laughs> for kids. Like, when they are teens, when they need advice, they can always go to Degrassi. <laughs> Degrassi did teach us a lot of stuff when we were younger. I feel yeah. like we watched that when we were, like, 11 or 12, and we learned... Like, I feel like in the first episode, didn't some guy have, like, a wet dream, and I never yes. knew what that was before? Exactly. And okay. then, like... Drake and his girlfriend were gonna have sex, and they were like, "Who buys the condoms and stuff like that?" And it was it was very cutting edge. So great! Oh my god, it's so great. And also <laughs> the first line, just as a little tidbit, like just to entice you in, the first line okay. in the series on Netflix is a Drake quote, <laughs> and, and they cite him as like a source. They're like, Drake says, "We started from the bottom, now we're here." <laughs> Oh my god. And I was just like, yes. How complicated is that universe now that Drake <laughs> exists in that universe? I know, I know. So I was just sitting there going like, oh my god, this is exactly what I wanted out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a point later in it where they're like, I love Netflix. <laughs> I was just, it made me so happy. <laughs> so meta. Uh, I love it. Oh boy. Oh my god. So, does uh, Zach have a final word for us Yeah. Today? I hope it's Oscar-related. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, don't get everyone's hopes up. That's going to be our next mountain to conquer, is getting him to do jokes that are specifically re- related to our topics. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert, that's never going to happen. <laughs> never. Like, we're just lucky that we have these funds in, in the bag. Oh, yeah. We are. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Zach. I got a uh, new business that I started up. What's the business? I, uh, it's uh, actually pretty straightforward. I just started teaching people sign language. Oh, how's that going? It's going great. I've gotten a lot of gr- uh, really good feedback from all my students. They just say it comes in so handy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I sort of oh, forgot I was boy. listening to a joke there. <laughs> oh, I don't know why you got to burn every time. Oh, I just got wrapped up so in the story. Sassy. <laughs> so wrapped up in the story. You were like, oh, wow, Zach, I didn't realize you knew something. Exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. Thanks, Zach. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs>